Riley, have I ever talked to you about clay pigeon shooting? Dennis, I think I can say with some level of certainty that we have never discussed clay pigeon shooting together, you and I know. Are you, sh- are you serious? Oh, no, you did go clay, you went clay pigeon shooting when you stayed at that expensive rich person posh place for your like yes. mini honeymoon, right? That's right. Yeah. yeah, we did, dude. We did. I've been two more times since then. Okay, so you can tell okay. it's not something that comes up often because we generally, like, we, we're pretty close. You tell me a lot of the things you do. Yeah. Are you hiding this from me? So, no, not, a certain, not on purpose. I thought, I, when, I, when, I, when I said at the start, have I talked to you this? I thought you'd be like, okay, oh my God, not, no, not, so not, no, the, clay, not the clay pigeons again. Come on, Dennis, something new, please. So, we went clay pigeon shooting. Yeah. Uh, one, the first time we went to that, um, to that hotel. The second time we went with Steve and Jeff, because um, Steve had minded our cat for two weeks, and we're like, oh, we'll take... It was when we are doing the Steve adventures. We're like, oh, look, we'll take Steve on a surprise trip hmm. to do a thing. Well, that's the traditional way super- to say thank you to someone looking after your cat. You go and shoot clay pigeons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A mild kidnapping, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want to I I be clear. Clay pigeon shooting in and of itself, not that expensive. The hotel we stayed at where we did it, very expensive. So yeah, you, you just go out there to do the shooting. <laughs> you only that's stayed fine. one night. <laughs> yeah. A little taste of luxury. It is also like... It's also like 40 minutes away from our house. Um, this is not the super fancy we went to, by the way. That's Bali. That was Bali Finn. That's a different place. Oh, okay. This is a, this is the K Club, which is less fancy, but still. But still, still. Nice I mean, look, anywhere that has clay pigeon shooting is is there's a good chance going to be very very fancy. <clears throat> no, but this last weekend, Riley. Yeah. I, I went with my parents. Oh, here we go. This is going to be good. And I found out some wild things about my parents' upbringing in doing so. Oh, dude. So we've so so for those of you. Just joining the show. Welcome, Bowman's welcome. But there is a long-standing theory that has never fully been proven that Dennis's dad was once like a an Asian forty-seven type international man of mystery assassin, right? Yeah, a John Wickovich type. Yeah, because John Wickovich because he's because one time so he he's his nickname is Mozart, right? So maybe yes. what's he doing with piano? Why we don't know. Dennis once he doesn't play the piano. Let me tell you, he doesn't play the piano at all. And and Dennis, this is not a joke. Dennis once found him burning a bunch of papers in the backyard I while, did. while looking doleful and nostalgic. Could have been old case yep, files. That's true. Um, I yeah, I I mean, floor, fled a war torn country under mis- suspicious circumstances. Were the circumstances mm-hmm, mm-hmm, suspicious, mm-hmm. or did he just want to get out of there so he didn't, you know, get murdered? Yeah, who can say? Who can who truly can, say? Who can truly say? We went to this place, and my dad turned to my mom. And was like, when was the last time you fired a gun? And my mom said, oh, probably in school. And I was like, all right. What? Okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. All right. Okay. So in Yugoslavia, hmm. in both primary and secondary school, or I guess for emphasis, I should say, in both secondary and primary school, yeah. Riley, yep. you had a defense class, which included, I imagine, some... Like Krav Maga or whatever. Yeah. Some jujitsu. But also, as a child, you were taught how to unassemble, sorry, disassemble, clean, reassemble, load, and fire a gun. What? Is this in case, what, the Austro-Hungarian Empire rises from the ashes and attempts to, like, overtake the Balkans again? Bro, I think so. I asked my dad, I was like, why? And he was like, do you know what the national motto was at the time? And my dad was like, what? And I was like, what? My dad said, they both said it together. They both knew it. And my dad said, live and love like there'll be a hundred years of peace and prepare like there will be war tomorrow. So is this, like, is this under okay, Tito? Bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. So for those who don't know, Tito was a, <laughs> look, 
a dictator, but that's not doesn't really quite give you. You know, when you think of dictator, you think of like North Korea. He has a very weird blue link in his Wikipedia page, which is benevolent dictator. Yes, he was he was a dictator. As in, everybody was pretty happy, generally speaking, but there were no elections. And if you and if he didn't like you and you didn't like him, well, you were the, one of the. That was a temporary ones. problem. It was very te- very 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 temporary problem. <laughs> and then when he died, this, again, this is we're condensing a huge and very complex area of history into something very very small here. But when he died, basically, there's no half ass history episode about Tito, is there? No, Dennis, because, I mean, for the very same reason, there's no Half-Us History episode on the Troubles. Too politically charged no, even today? too hard to understand what's going on, man. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay. Well, so Tino, it's a religious Tino himself, I don't think it's too bad. Between Protestants and Catholics, except religion basically has nothing to do with it, and the Catholics, who are traditionally the ones who are, like, you know, oppressing other people here are the oppressed people, except only in yes. certain areas where in other areas that like, yes. it's, it, it, it's, yeah, it, it, it's wild. The Yugoslavian stuff, I think, I think the war after Tito died in the nineties is very politically dense and complicated, yeah. but luckily for you, that is after your fall of Berlin wall cut off. True. But then like, um, if I talk about Tito and you talk about like, if you want to talk about his, I guess I can just hand wave and be like, yep. And after he died, well, who boy, it all went, uh, but that's all we got time for that's this a story for another time. Yeah. 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 Does that, so I know you have a soft cut off. I guess it's a relatively hard cut off for 1989 more or less. No, right? it's pretty soft. I've, I've gone over it a couple of times. But as I said, does it slide? Because you've been doing the podcast for like close to a decade at this stage, right? Yeah, I've done it for five years. So I guess now it should be what, 1994, I suppose. But no, yeah. I don't know. It's just like fall of the Berlin Wall, the 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 rise of the, well, what we, I thought for a while, uh, rather optimistically, was the era of globalization and that sort of stuff. I don't know if we're heading in that direction anymore. But it definitely felt like a a, a um, historical watershed moment, the the collapse of the Soviet Union and, and the, the fall of the Berlin Wall. And that's why I picked, also I was born that year. Um but mm-hmm. it is largely arbitrary. I, I I could do the Balkan conflict if I had. If I, I, that I think is too. I, I watched a couple of video. Having lived through it, yeah. I watch a couple of videos about it, and I'm still like, okay, so this guy was president. Mm. Oh my, it's very complicated. Very that I think is too complicated. Yeah. Yeah. Tito's life, interesting guy, partisan during World War II, all that kind of stuff. There's stuff to be had there. Mm-hmm. Um, no, put him on the so list. I think you can do an episode. About put him on the list. Um, but yeah, so it was in that world that my parents grew up, mm-hmm. and they had defense classes, which I think. Actually, I'm very anti-gun. Oh yeah, um, but I'm. I guess I'm pro preparation. I don't know something about that, and maybe it's my blood. Something about that live and love like there'll be a hundred years of peace prepared like there'll be war. something about that resonated with me. I don't know why. Dennis, it's, it's ingrained in your DNA as a as a as a Slav, you know. But, but we went out. We went shooting. Mm. Um, it was me, and Nikki, and my parents. Nikki, the last time I went was absolute crack shot. Yep. Don't know what that happened. It was crazy. That doesn't surprise me. Nikki's got the she she got the eye of a huntress. I can say that. Oh, well, this time she this time she bungled it. I don't know what no, happened. No, she was no, terrible. No. She's she she trying to. Time. She just want to embarrass your parents. But um, my dad Riley, first of all, quite good at it. Oh, to the surprise of everyone listening, so wow, no the, one, the right? famed international assassin who has retired to a, 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 a away from his shady past in, a, in as a recluse in Ireland turns out to be a crack shot with a rifle. Who knew? But they give us the earmuffs to put on, yeah. right? Because it's only birdshot, but these things it's pretty loud. Um, I mean, it's a gun. For what it's worth, yeah. I'm yeah, I'm certain there are places you can do it in Australia. I know you're not very pro gun, mm. obviously, even less so than I am. Um, but it is very fun. I would recommend it. I'm sure most of the places where Megan does horse riding also offer. <laughs> yeah, um, well, the place that we did it is business stable mostly. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, that's why I said that. Um, it is very very fun. Um, I think it is the. The old, it was the most ethical form of gun consumption, if that makes sense. Well, it's just a sport, right? Like, I think, I, yeah. I don't think, I don't it's think, it's in the Olympics. I like. don't think there are any, 
other ways that you can... I think the moment you start pointing a gun at anything that's living, yes, they immediately start problems start occurring but you know it's like it's and like, like any... but the and, and the guns the guns you use for clay pigeon shooting aren't even you couldn't even really use them on like a deer or a person well i'm sure you could if you tried hard enough dennis you could but it is mu- the, like bird shots much less, much less damaging than like bullets yeah okay. i'm trying to say so you would still hurt someone like they get the safety meeting they're like hey this is still a lethal weapon don't go point it at people yeah cut it out yeah you know of course I mean? yeah, yeah yeah they give you the whole don't point a gun at anything you don't intend to destroy yes. spiel yeah yeah don't put the trigger on unless you intend to fire don't put your finger on the trigger unless you intend oh to fire. they have safety and yeah. stuff yeah down down range all the time and yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. but it is very fun but my, my they give us they give you ear protection right mm-hmm. even though it's outdoors because it is just loud mm. um and my dad put the air protection on, took two shots, and was like, nah, took the air protection off. And the instructor guy was like, oh, you should keep your protection on. My dad goes, never used to. And the guy was like, okay. Okay, I'm not touching that. That's fine, sir. <laughs> All right. Yeah. We, don't need to, we don't need to dive any deeper into that. Yeah. No, no. Look, I I bet the instructor is, he, he's, you know, I bet all people, all sorts of people come out of the woodwork for the clay pigeon shooting. And I bet, I bet he saw, I bet he's seen some people that, nah, I'm not, I'm not insisting on, I'm not going to I have a friend thing. here. I have a friend here who does have a gun license for like sports shooting. And I think sports shooting is something I could see myself being genuinely interested in. It is, it is fun. I'm not, I'm not bad at it. Mm. Um, I don't have a problem with that. Like, I don't, I, I know. I'm, I don't I, think, I, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think I'd want to shoot a duck. Like, no, well, I don't, I don't think, think that's sports shooting. That. That's then hunting. And I would definitely not enjoy you doing yeah. that. But like, if you just want, like, it's the same, I would react in exactly the same way as if you came up to me like, I've taken up archery. It feels, I mean, it is more or less exactly the same, right? Yeah, it's exact. Well, except for the fact that one is a contemporary weapon and one is a historical weapon. Even though, I mean, he, modern bows aren't remotely historical, but you, you understand what I mean. One no, is an, and, the, one is an and also the type technology. The, also, the type of guns you use for clay pigeon shooting are pretty obsolete compared to like AR-15s. Anyway, yeah, you can probably kill someone with a with a bow and arrow. Uh, <laughs> much with a hunting bow, yeah, yeah. Gen, like a modern hunting bow, like you used to shoot like deer in like the Pacific Northwest. Mm. I'm sure you could kill someone easier that with that than the shotgun I used to do clay yeah. shooting. Yeah, yeah. Um, would you ever try it? That's something I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, I guess, like, I, I think I'd be being a real stick in the mud if I didn't give it a give it a hard no. Oh no, I'm saying I would be a stick in the mud if I did give it a hard no. If I'm just being like, no, I'm not doing it because all guns are evil all the time and they're all bad. Like, I definitely am very, very anti-firearm generally speaking. So but, am like, I. But that's, I don't know. Like, Australia as well, culturally, is extremely anti-firearm as well. Uh, yes and no, yes. We, we, I'm I, sure there's some people who vote otherwise. But you guys had you guys had that one incredibly terrible yeah, the, shooting. The Port Arthur Massacre. And then yeah. the, gov- the government was like, well, you've lost your gun privileges. Pack them up, <laughs> pretty much. It was, I mean, it was obviously a terrible, terrible thing. There was a bloke down in, um, in Tasmania who went and shot up a, a cafe. And I think 20-something people died. It was terrible. I think it's still the most lethal mass shooting in history, it, I think. It might. It, it's, it's definitely up there. Very, very unfortunately, very sad. It, it certainly was for a long time. And yeah. um, as a result, the the government came out and said, "Well, we are we will buy back all of your guns, no questions asked, basically. And if you came forward with a gun, there was a gun amnesty. If you came forward with a gun, mm-hmm. legal, licensed or not, they just bought it off you, the cops. And there are still gun amnesties even today. If you go to a police station, surrender a firearm. Broadly speaking, you don't face too many consequences. You don't, they don't ask too many questions. I'm sure if you went in with a rocket launcher, they might have something to ask about it. But if you just went in with something that you know you could have conceivably found in the attic, they're just gonna be like, "Great, thanks for taking it. Thanks for no questions know, asked." Well, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, I tried. This is to, to, to illustrate how how much of a 
American issue this is. Mm. I googled most deaths mass shooting to see if what was I thought was still correct about that. Mm. Every single result on the first page is about shootings in the United States. Yeah, of course. I mean, there have been something like fifty mass shootings already this year. There have been more more mass shootings way, than there have been. Way more days. than that. Yeah. Uh, well, Riley, those usually are only people where like three people die. That's not really a mass shooting. Ah, uh, I see. Yeah, so it's okay ridiculous. with three people. Riley, die. Yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. It's okay when three people die. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not. But let me tell you, I I think there's some plate shards out there that are telling stories about me. Oh yeah, telling stories about the Straniacs. Yeah, I was pretty good, dude. I I think it's fun. I do genuinely think it's fun, and I do get a little. I've never done the thing like like we're, I'm going to Vegas in May, and I've been to American Shows in Vegas, and they have all those shooting ranges where you can like. Um, go and shoot assault yeah, rifles at yeah, cardboard yeah. cadets yeah. and stuff and i don't really have any interest in that no see i wouldn't do that but just as, as an accuracy spot as a test of skill almost i think like as as, as in the same way that i would and have done archery, archery casually yeah. i think i would yeah i wouldn't be against going and doing but i wouldn't shoot a combat gun i don't think i wouldn't shoot a gun meant to like specifically designed to kill people the only exception to that that i can think of is some of those places and i think this might also appeal to you do offer like world war ii packages no no i wouldn't you don't want to no. shoot like a garand no, i think that'd I be interesting no no not an area of history i guess i kind of want to hold it i don't really care about shooting it no it's not an world war ii history is not an area of history that resonates with me so, like 20th century history in general isn't something that i usually focus on particularly with the podcast I, I tend to go back further like you bring out like a you know an 18th century yeah. saber or something and i'm oh baby all right let's have a look at this um yeah you want to use a trebuchet <laughs> oh dennis if i could use a trebuchet if i could if i could propel just a, a big old lever what, th- what throws wheels. a stone oh, yeah oh, 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 oh now we're talking <laughs> But I guess I would also enjoy like firing an RPG at a tank. So, would you would right? I, I think mean, I this would. A, look, click button thing go boom. Because let's that's, not pretend that's there's like, not some that's part like of lizard brain that makes that fun. Violence almost. You know, that's like mean? Grand Theft Auto, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Doing some interesting uh, range finding here on my ethical boundaries when it comes to firearms. That's important. I think yeah. it's a good thing to explore. There are places in in America that will let you like drive a tank over a Ford Fiesta. Yeah, see, I'd do that for sure. Oh my goodness, I'd love that. Yeah. Yeah, see, there you go. Yeah. So there is some, there is some, there is some grayness to it. I would recommend trying clay pigeon shooting. It is very fun, oh, look, very satisfying. It does give you a little bit of a sore they, arm. Afterwards. Maybe we can do it. I want to come over to Ireland. Maybe we can, you can take me out clay pigeon shooting. That'd be fun. Yeah, it is out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> okay, um, which it's not vaguely like threatening. I don't know why so. you added that in there. <laughs> because you wanted to go out. Because you haven't been to the Irish countryside, really. That's not true. I've been oh, to, the been to Irish countryside. I've been yeah, to the Irish, Irish countryside a bunch. What? Yeah, fair enough. It's because in my head, because you said you always want to go to Wicklow. I've never been to Wicklow. Specifically, I've never been to Wicklow, yes. And I would love to go to Wicklow with you because you live relatively close to Wicklow. Um, The place we went after, though, Riley, was another interesting thing. Mm -hmm. So I took my parents to a traditional Croatian restaurant in Maynooth. Oh, baby. All right. What did they make of this? Um, So it is owned by Croatian people. Mm -hmm. Maynooth is a very small town. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, in Kildare, it's about an hour outside of Dublin, so halfway across the country. Less than forty minutes. Yeah, yeah, pretty far. <laughs> Honestly, kind of. Um, and there's just a back alley. What has a Croatian restaurant in it that has maybe three tables, and the tables are in like this temporary structure. You know, a lot of restaurants built those like quote unquote indoor outdoor areas during COVID. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're almost like tents. it's kind of one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like that, and it's got maybe three or four tables uh-huh. in it. And we went. And let me tell you, first of all, so it's pretty traditional Croatian food. How about the chivapi? chivapi and Bosnia. The chivapi were excellent. Were they good? Were they good? They were good. Right. But Riley, this place was 
packed. In what? That six people and, were there? Well, everywhere. Like, there was people outside the door. Every table was full. And I think Nikki was the only non-Yugoslavian person. <laughs> <laughs> no Irish people are wandering in off the street yeah. into this place. Yeah. You know what I mean? Remember, um, and look, it's, apparently it's fine. The business is booming as far as I can see. But anyway, well, it would be a cultural hub, a magnet for all the Yugoslavs. Well, I was going to say all the Yugoslavs. There'd certainly be many Yugoslavs who wouldn't be showing their face around that. Given, given us Croatian. Um, well, I mean, technically, we should be some of those for what it's worth. You should be going to the Bosnian but, restaurant down the road with the bloke yeah, well, swearing well, at well, how, the, how the, the people down. Yeah, it is that Key and Peel sketch. Yeah. It is exactly that Key and Peel yeah, sketch, exactly. actually. Now that you mention it, it is literally exactly that. Remember when we were in Garmish Park? They're even occasion, selling Right. And we were walking mm-hmm. down that main street, very quaint. Did, did I show you the Greek place? You did, yeah. Yeah, the Greek taverna. So it had, it, again, a bunch of old Greek dudes smoking inside when I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to. And always yeah, always packed. Always like 15 of them in there. The place was full to the gills, right? Of just just blokes talking, just old old men in flat caps. In the middle blokes. of like quite rural country, German countryside. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a tourist town, but that isn't, I don't think old Greek men are going on holiday to Garmisch Partenkirchen. Those guys, those guys no, live I there. I don't think so. They're going, they're going, to, they're going to Zakynthos. Like, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Baffling. So, so the food was good. It was it was an authentic Croatian experience. It was it was it was pretty authentic. Yeah, and um, the waiter spoke Croatian to my parents the entire time. Nikki felt very left out, but um, it was authentic. Meridian, I think it's called Meridian Thirty One in Maynooth. Would recommend. Oh, we're doing more bloody shoutouts. We did we did a, that, that watch shop last week, and this week it's it's Croatian food in Maynooth. Yeah, and Abbeyfield Farm Country Pursuits, where I will drag Riley go clear pigeon shooting when he comes. I don't think he'll drag me. I think I'll, I think I'll come at a brisk trot. I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to it, man. It'll be fun. It's fun. It There's also fun. an element of com- competition to it as well. Oh, they they keep score. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I'm going to enjoy that. You get to do the thing. You go like you go pull, and then a plate, a big orange plate, flies into the air, and then you blast it to pieces. Do they have colorblind mode enabled? I suppose it's a blue sky and a bright orange plate. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, you don't get to decide. Although I think people, <laughs> no, that, I know, that, that I think people. Point. I've read that people with certain kinds of color blindness are better at tracking motion as a result. There's there's theories about that. Yeah, there are certain like sometimes when I look at um, a picture that's supposed to be very difficult to decipher because of camouflage. Like if there's someone who uh, some, someone mm-hmm. or something that's supposed to be camouflaged in a picture, I'll be like, it's there, and that's easy. Um, mm. Like you know, there's that picture because the camouflage has been built around the, the, the leopard. Is that the one you're going to say, the mountain lion or whatever? No, no, it's the guy, the soldier in camo, sleeping face down on the couch. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone might have seen. It. People might have seen that one. Yeah, that one's just like, well, there's a bloke sleeping on the couch. Is there something else? Is there a cat hidden in the background? Um, but I remember reading that because your brain, I don't know if it's because your brain isn't as concerned with processing color because there's less information, it looks or because yeah. you've had, yeah, or because you've had to learn around it. I'm not sure which it is. I don't know. Um, but apparently you are better at – but, like, look, there's no – the element of – the skill part of um, uh, clay pigeon shooting isn't being able to see the plate. You know what I mean? What if I'm really good at it? I think there's a chance you will be like, really good at it. Like, what if this genuine. is the thing that, like, nat- you know, some people just – I've, I've, I've never been naturally good at – like, naturally really good at anything, right? But but I haven't tried mm-hmm. everything. What if I'm really good? Yeah, what yeah. if I'm really good at, like, lion taming? You know what I mean? But, I mean, that one's a little higher risk. Uh, <laughs> You you mentioned like to be recent you were kind of in the market for finding a new hobby. Mm. I'm sure there's clay pigeon shooting clubs in Australia. There definitely would be. I don't know if I'd want to hang out with the kind of people who would do. That I don't know thing. if you want to hang out with the people who are into it, but, but you never know. But no, but hey, hey. Then again, <laughs> listen to this, right? There was so there was a big thing a few years ago, about ten years ago. There's a big thing in Australia at lawn bowls clubs, right? This was huge in Melbourne at least. 
like bulls, like long, like bull, like yeah, basically thing. like the the balls that are slightly, slightly like curl, curling on grass. They're slightly squashed, and you roll them on this side, yeah. and then they sort of you got to get them next to the little jack, the white ball at the other end, and then they flop over. On yeah, it's side. a curling. Yeah, but basically, yeah, with 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 so lawn balls, big in Australia. But it's an old person sport. It's a sport for old people, right? It's a thing that old people. It's a sport go, for people who don't play. It's for people who don't play cricket anymore, basically. Right? Essentially, and for for many of them, it's a social activity. There's you know, very stiff competition and it, whatever, right? So it's a it's a it's a big thing amongst the, the 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 senior citizens of Australia. Anyway, genius idea, right? About ten years ago, these on like a Tuesday night, these inner city lawn bowls clubs down the Edinburgh Gardens, wherever else, they started to host what they called barefoot bowls. And this was bowls okay. that was designed. It was aimed at young people in their twenties. And do you know, a really interesting thing about bowls clubs. For some reason, I don't know why, the booze at bowls clubs is really cheap. Okay, now we're cooking. So they started targeting. You know, it was like five dollar schooners down at the Fitzroy Bowls Club, barefoot bowls on a Tuesday night. And of course, five dollar schooners is going to get anyone in the door when you're twenty years old, right? And then they go in there and they start playing lawn balls. And then unironically, it kind of caught on amongst a group of people. Like not, I don't think they ever started playing in like tournaments, like professionally competitively, but it caught on. I never got into it, but like there, there were people I know. I don't know. I'm busy Tuesday. I got, I got, I got balls. It's like, are you, you're really into this, aren't you, man? So I wonder, can we get barefoot clay pigeon shooting happening? Can, oh, Dennis, there's nothing that goes better with a firearm than, than alcohol. Than booze. <laughs> this reminds me of a chain that I've been to a couple of times in the UK. Mm-hmm. That they have one. I looked up. They have one in Australia. It's in Perth, though, which basically couldn't be further away from you. Um, That's true. Actually, in co- terms of where I am, I, I think uh, it's pretty close to polar opposite. E- right? In terms of east to west, probably diagonally. Like if you went up to Kansas, to be further. But east to west, I'm about as far east as you can go in Australia and still be within civilization. And Perth is about as far west. Like I remember, um, Connell, a friend of mine, moved to Australia, and I was like, "Oh, Riley lives in Australia. Where are we doing?" He's like, "Perth." I was like, "Ah, oh, never mind. You might as well move into Indonesia." Like, yeah, no, he might as well. It probably be, he might if he moved to Kajik, Japan, it'd yeah, probably Kajikistan. be closer. Like, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's a place called Flight Club, right? That's good, and it's a chain that yep. I would recommend, mm-hmm. and it is a darts place. Oh yeah. So darts, I would consider pretty boring mm-hmm. old man pub sport. Yeah, right. Flight Club has takes the best parts of like what i would consider really modern bowling alleys yeah and combines it with darts so what it does is it's got a dartboard if you look it up you'll see it's very neon lit all the people in the promo videos are young and i've been there and it, it is all young people uh-huh. and the way it works is you have a little terminal at your your you book a, a lane or an osh i think it's called um and you all type in your name like you would in a bowling thing you take a terrible photo from a ridiculous angle like you do you know and then it's all a video game. So it'll give you the scores calculated automatically. You're not writing chalk on a thing. But you don't play normal darts. You play variants. Yeah. And like ones where you're like hunting each other Spicy and all darts. that kind of stuff. Yeah, and yeah. You're supposed, if you hit a seven, you're instantly out and all this stuff. And on the terminal where you choose what game you're playing, you can also order all your drinks, order all your food. Yeah. Everything gets brought to you. It's yeah, it looks sweet. Excellent. I'm looking at the one in Perth. It actually look, it looks real nice. Yeah. Uh, initially, when I typed in Flight Club, I just got pictures of shoes. Apparently, there's a um, a shop. In, oh, sure. Yeah, I think it's in LA or New York or something. That's just just shoes. But yeah, no, this looks this looks. I'd, I'd definitely try that out. It looks pretty cool. Yeah, we're going to the Perth. It's got, it's got a weird like sort of like chaotic carnival theme to they it. They do. Yeah. There's lots um, of um, individual light bulbs. Yes, in like, but in in like stripe in yeah. like um 
Rose. In Rose, yeah. And it's weird because like, I've been to one in Leeds. I've been to one in Manchester. Mm-hmm. And they look, those two and this all look identical. So either it's a massive company or it's a franchise thing. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but if they ever open one in Melbourne, you should go. I would recommend it. It's a really, it's one of those things where because there's an activity, yes. if you're not drinking, it's not if like they you're going to a bar just get one. drunk. 2,000 kilometers away from me instead of 5,000 kilometers away from me, Dennis. I'll make the yeah. trip for sure. That's why I was like, don't go to Perth. You'd have to get a plane. I don't know if it's plane worthy, but if I open one in Queensland, I guess. Melbourne, you have reason to go to other than this. Is the thing. That is true, I suppose. But Dennis, speaking of planes, can I tell you? Okay. Ooh, plane chat. White guys talk about plane travel. Let's go. Well, no, I just, it just brings me to why we are recording this episode. We were actually recording this episode ahead of time. Not that that's immediately obvious to anyone except for the people listening. like The fine folks at Patreon.com slash have a listen and to this who get it early. We recorded this a week in yes. advance because I got on a plane. At the time this is coming out, I'm in Philadelphia. In Pennsylvania, uh, this Dennis. is really this is going to be really tragic if your plane crashes between here and Philadelphia. Oh, I mean, for, for, for purely for the reason that it makes this podcast inaccurate and no other. Yes. Um, also, I don't have the anchor login, so this will just never get published. No, it'll go. <laughs> up. It'll be, no, it'll be scheduled. It'll go up. It'll be automated, and this will be okay. the last time, the last thing you ever hear from me. Um, but Dennis, oh, let me tell you about how things are in Philly. My goodness, can you believe the result of the Super Bowl? Oh my god, that was truly a superb owl. What a what an incredible game it was. Philly as a result burnt basically burnt to the ground. The thing I like mm. about this is it'll be true regardless of whether the Eagles win or lose. Philadelphia fans go very hard and they'll either burn down the city if they lose like in anger or they'll burn down the city in jubilation, in celebration of having won the Super, the mean- Super Bowl again. Now I want to put like a tenor on the Philadelphia Eagles out of, on the Eagles out of solidarity. I'm very, very much hoping they win now on like the week before because just for the vibe. I just I <laughs> would like to not be deported from America because the border guard is annoyed that the birds lost. You know what I mean? Um, I'd, I'd I'd like to, but all the um all the streetlights are uh, all the lamps are greased up. They put like industrial grease on all the streetlights because Philadelphians apparently love to climb. Uh, street what lamps. What the hell? They just turned into spider monkeys? Yeah, I don't know. They just love to climb street poles, so like street lights. Did you see? So that's all greased up. So, a very common piece of news this past week, I'm not sure if you saw, I tweeted about this, yeah. is that The Last of Us, rather than airing on Sunday because it's an HBO show and because the Super Bowl's on, is airing on Friday instead. Yeah. So, Kotaku posted an article that Google tried to like interpret and give it a headline. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the headline it gave us is Last Us HBO When is Episode 5 Super Bowl LVII Time Eagles? Yes. It's just all the keywords mashed together in the suit. <laughs> yeah, and the, and the tweet that I put out was, I would watch way more football if the Time Eagles were a real football team. The Time and Eagles. I, I mean, I think the Time Eagles, yeah, they did a cool dance and their, their mascot was a giant clock. A clock with wings and a paint on six-pack. I'd watch that. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, anyway, no, so I'm in Philadelphia for a big magic event. My first magic event in real life for three years. The last one was in mm. February 2020 and you were there with me. How times have changed. Um, in Brussels? In Brussels. No, 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 Phoenix. Phoenix, yes. Phoenix, Phoenix. You, I, wasn't in, I wasn't in Phoenix. James and Jeff were. Okay, so so I went, sorry, you were at the penultimate one that I went to and then I went to another one in Phoenix and then, yeah, we just, I just haven't been to one for like three years. Um, it's 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 great to be back. I'm saying that assuming that I'm going to have a great time in Philly, which I, assuming my plane doesn't crash and assuming we'll, the- We'll find out next week. <laughs> assuming the Eagles win and I don't get deported because, I, you know, the, the one of the, one of the Birds fans- uh, is is annoyed at me at the border look uh, I'll make sure that I don't go in the costume of the okay, I just gotta to remember to edit in the team that's playing against them there so I must Chiefs. Is it... I don't I don't think you want to go in that costume anyway. 
Probably not. Is it the Chiefs, is it? Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. probably not then. Okay, that's fine. I'll leave that one. Anyway, Dennis, something that I can tell you with certainty, even if I can't tell you if the Eagles won the Super Bowl, what I can tell you is between the time that we recorded this the week before and heading to Philly and also being in Philly, do you know what, do you know what I've been playing? Because I've been playing for the last week or so. Do you know what I've got back into, dude? What's that? Pokemon, man. What? What year is it? Stop it. We bought Pokemon Sword and Shield and it was unplayable. It was very bad. It was a very bad game and I didn't enjoy it. Well, today I went out and bought Pokemon Scarlet to play uh, on the journey. And um, I have a special... Um, a special. So my uncle works at Nintendo, Dennis, and he showed mm-hmm. me a special trick what lets you play Pokemon games on your phone as well. Oh, and this is allowed by Nintendo, it's, is it? Look, it's all... It, what I'm saying is that you can do it, and I do it. it well, you I can have, do lots of things, and right? I, I, look, but I assume it's le- I assume I assume this is legal. It's right? it's a thing that certainly is is that it's a thing that it, that is it's possible to to do right, and it's a thing that that <laughs> there are people on Earth who have what what have done it right. Um, no, I've been playing Pokemon again, man. Your Honor, there's precedent. <laughs> um, and I actually found how to have fun with old. I played through Red. I played through Pokemon Red from start to finish. Yeah. Well, I beat the elite. Beat the elite four. I didn't fill up the Pokedex. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I don't have that much free time on my hand on my hands. But I figured it. So my my uncle gave, who uh, who works at Nintendo, as I say, and gave me this special thing. He showed me a way that you can play these old games at like four x speed. Ah, this one cool trick makes Pokemon fun again. And, Nintendo hate it, and it actually <laughs> makes the old games fun because before that, right? You're playing Pokemon. You you walk through grass. Um, a, a random encounter fires and three to five business days later you have successfully run away from it and are continuing to walk only for that to happen to two pixels along when another zubat jumps out of of uh, you know rock tunnel or whatever right but this is something that we talked about i think it was in last week's episode which we did which we recorded about 25 minutes ago um that before having a huge amount of time in a game mm. was a boon yeah. when you were a child i get 80 hours out of collecting these pocket monsters let's go but now you're like, why am I walking so much through this cave? Oh my god, yeah. get me out of here! But but it, it was actually really fun playing it at that speed, right? How? So I remember in Red yeah. the the bike being really fast and hard to control. Yeah. What's that like on four X? I didn't have to use the bike on four X speed. Let me tell you that I didn't have to use the bike because you zip around. Some bits when I'm just like when I was just walking from place to place, I put on eight X, and it was brisk let me tell you it was it was really good the bike the bike is is game freak acknowledging that, it, that the game is too slow by the way right it is far too slow it's far far too yeah. slow and like in later games they give you running shoes from the beginning right which means that you can sprint around in mm-hmm. places and it's just so much better but like it's so slow playing it and I, I like as a kid i don't know how i did it as a kid i don't know how i slogged through these interminable games because i but riveted to it i'm hundreds sure. of hours I had like 250 hours on my Pokemon Gold save, right? Unbelievable. Riley, Riley, it's not just, at least Pokemon is kind of built for that, right? I remember playing Metal Gear Solid 2, a game that has a finite story and ending, mm. six or seven times over. Yeah. Because you can get the dog tags from every soldier by holding, by holding them up at gunpoint. Yeah. And they all have different dog tags on each different difficulty. So I would complete the game on European Extreme, where the second you're seeing it's instant game over. And then I would play the game on very easy, where if you shoot someone in the ankle, they die. And <laughs> They're all killers. I would do it over and over and over and over again. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
And I was at least, at least you're mining different kinds of. Con- I guess that's not even true. No, not con- really. I, I mean, going to say at least the grind to fill up the Pokedex was. I mean, even when it was only 150 Pokemon, 151 Pokemon, the grind for that was. Oh boy, I remember a lot. I remember a, a lot of double A batteries went into the bin thanks to that until we got the rechargeables. <laughs> until we got the rechargeables, which then leaked everywhere later on. But that's another story. Oh God, I remember before even grinding as a term existed mm. in gaming parlance. Mm. I remember playing Final Fantasy VII and because all my friends were oh no it was nine actually but i played seven before and i've still never finished a final fantasy game because i find them i find them interminable and i'd gotten to like quite far into nine and my friend andy came over and he was like how did you get this far mm, mm, i was mm. like what do you mean he's like you're level 23 or whatever i was like yeah he's like did you do any and this is how i know it's an old memory he's because did you do any training grinding didn't exist as a term yet. he called it training and i was like what's that because mm. i'd borrowed the game from andy and he was like, oh, it's where you like you go around and you just like find a uh, 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 enemy type that's like relatively easy for you to beat and you just beat it over and over and over again to get levels. And I opened the PlayStation, put the disc back in it and I said, get this game out of my damn house. What are you talking about? Why would I do that? Yeah. So how did you get to the high level? Uh, oh, by just playing it over and over and over and over again and having my critical hits line up properly or whatever. Jeez. I was like, man, this boss battle is really tough. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, no shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Man. And then I got to I think I think I got to Memoria, which is like the penultimate part of the game. Mm. And he was like, I, I, I remember him being like, I don't know how it's mathematically possible for you to be in this part of the game at the level you're at. I I truly don't understand. Uh, what 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 like what what I want to talk about here with Pokemon is like it's it's been a really nice trip down memory lane, right? Mm-hmm. Going at four X speed, yeah. Going and like seeing all the old Pokemon. I cheated a bunch. I cheated heaps, like with a Game Shark. I like caught a Mew and stuff just because I could, and it was fun, right? It was really fun to like in GTA, just like spawning a tank and going to town. It was fun to do it like that. Yeah. Um, but I also enjoyed how brisk it was because I completed on four X speed in like sixteen hours of like sixteen in-game hours. So it's like four hours in real in real. That means it'll be fifty. Oh, sorry, 16 in-game hours, four hours. Yeah, four hours real time. And it was just it was just really, really fun. But it's sort of awoken, like, it's re-interested, it's, it's a, a, a become re-interested in Pokemon. So a friend of mine, John, was like, oh, you should play um, Pokemon Platinum. Platinum is apparently one of the best ones that was ever released, so mm-hmm. I started playing that. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying not to be a boomer with it, but there are 20 years worth of games that have been released, right? So now when I've, I've got onto Scarlet, and there's so much stuff, Dennis. Pokemon now have like... What do you mean by stuff? Do you mean Pokemon or dense? You mean death? Oh, forget. Okay. I mean, there are now over a thousand Pokemon, but forget that. Pokemon now have like moods, attitudes, forms. They've had those for a long time, haven't abilities, they? Abilities, hidden powers. Like they've got... Yeah. But yeah. the thing is, some of them they've had for ages. Some of them only had for... Yeah. Some of them have had for five years, 10 years, 15 years. But because I'm jumping back in after effectively a 15 year They're or 10 year new, absence yeah. from the game, all of them are new. Mm, mm. It's wild. Not only some of the Pokemon, there's a Pokemon that is just a, a, a ring of keys. Like it's just a set of keys. What? Like it's a key ring with keys on it. That's a Pokemon. There's an ice cream Pokemon. See, there's a Pokemon that's just a, a, like see, a pile of garbage. See, I don't like. At the, at the risk of sending like boomer Pokemon yeah. guys. I don't remember there ever being inanimate object Pokemon earlier. Well, the thing is, when I was arguing with John about this, I did have to go back and look through the original Pokedex. Mm. There is a Pokemon that is just five eggs. Yeah, but eggs are life, at least. Yeah, but it's just the Pokemon's just five eggs. Why? They're at least biological. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, okay. and then those the five is, eggs, right? Evolve into a palm tree, obviously. With eggs attached to it. There's a Pokemon Dennis that is just a pile of poisonous sludge. And that's fine. When it evolves, it evolves into a bigger pile. A larger one? Of sludge. So, I don't know. I feel like there were still some, like, five, you know, 455 on a Friday Phone decisions in. In, the, yeah. in the 150. Some one. of them are. S- Pokemon's so weird for that moment because sometimes it's like okay like the one that always upset at me is like Ponyta it's like yep what if there was a horse whose mane was on a fire a horse that was slightly on fire Sick. evolves into a horse that is cool. slightly more on fire yeah yeah it's it's a bigger horse now. Yeah. that's it and then the Charmander line that's just a dragon yeah it's like right? a lizard I know it's not dragon, dragon type it's cool. but it's, it's cool. just yeah. it's just a dragon yeah, yeah. Gyarados is just like a, a an East Asian dragon mm-hmm. that's fine yeah. but then you're like yeah Geodude's a rock. Yep. It's a rock what grew arms. Squirtle's just a turtle. Yeah, well, it's a turtle that somehow evolves metal water cannons from its from Yeah, its shell. mechanisms. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Doesn't make any no, sense. No, no, no. I don't know. I think I definitely have rose or blue, depending on your preference, uh, tinted glasses thinking back on these games. Yeah, yeah but as, I mean... I'm really, I'm really trying not to lean into like the generation one boomer mentality when I approach this. Having said that, uh, I did crunch out a six Pokemon team based on the. So in in the new versions, there are just too many Pokemon, right? There's too many. There's a thousand Pokemon, so not all of them are available. Not all of them are coded into the new games, right? Like this is in Sword and Shield, you just couldn't get a Squirtle, for example. And it's the yeah. same in Scar- uh, uh, Violet and Scarlet, right? There are just some that you just can't get. They're just not in the game. So I went through a list of all the ones that are from the original 151 and I did put together a team that has no type. Like it has 100% coverage of all the different types in terms of like having a move that's super effective. Against Try harding. It's, yeah. And I did manage to do that with the Pokemon that are just in the original. So maybe I'm, I am leaning into the, the Pokemon boomer thing. So- yeah. Ugh. Part of the like prevailing discussion about Pokemon video games now yeah. is something that I believe in, which is they are extraordinarily phoned in. Some of the new ones. Y- well, yeah. Yeah, okay. Like they make so much money. Yeah. Why aren't they better? <laughs> well, I think like I think Why just... haven't they changed, right? But we're overlooking like there are some that are fine, right? There, there's like some of the new ones are just are, like you know, there's like a cat and a and a and a, a bird with. I'm a not cool talking about the design. And... I'm not talking about the design of the Pokemon. Oh, okay. That's oh, whatever. Well, the right? game's better. I'm talking about the games. Well, apparently the new one, like apparently Scarlet Violet is bit is is like uh, I think we came back in at a low point. We came back in as maybe. Uh, well, here's the thing: we bought the first poke. The, uh, I mean, I know there's let's go let's go uh, Pikachu, but we bought the first like main series release titles that were released on the Switch because we both had a Switch. So we're like, oh, this will be fun. I'll get I'll get Shield, you get Sword, and, and we'll have some fun with it. Apparently, they're not regarded very highly those those games that's the problem why not like why weren't they like it's not and it's not technical limitations the witcher is on the switch for christ's sake no it's not no you're right it isn't yeah okay well look i don't have the answer to that but they can't all like be why are there they are, basically there are 4, they're pokemon games dennis like what do you what do you expect you want them all to be great but the vast majority of them are just they're not all winners i mean they, i guess they are winners in terms of sales i'm sure sword and shield sword amazed amazingly to be totally honest with you no there's a definite hierarchy but, of like which pokemon games like black and white are, yeah but there's a hierarchy that you and i are talking about as 30 year olds talking about pokemon and i don't think we're the audience yeah, they're also anymore. kids games like let's remember that these are games for, that's what i'm trying to say these are games for children Maybe Sword and Shield is just as fun 
for an eight-year-old today as Red and Blue was for Dennis and Can Ryder. I put something forward? It's probably more fun because it has things like autosave and it has things like... Yeah, and running to- shoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's much, much more fun is my guess. Anyway, I'm back in. Back in. Well, not 100%. I'll, I'll probably play Scarlet with for a little bit and then... If I like it, maybe keep going. And I've got that special thing on my phone that lets me my, that my uncle gave me from Nintendo, which is you know, which is cool if I want to explore some of the other games. Um, I, I don't know. Like I, I know you you throw a lot of recommendations my way, and and I would actually recommend. Like, what do you what do you play in the toilet at the moment? Nothing. What do you mean? What do you do? What? What do you do? I go. I go on like. I mean, I defecate. No, I go on like TikTok or whatever. You oh, okay. You just have a bit of a scroll. Sure. Well, I like. I mean, Marvel Snap was what I was playing beforehand, and I and now I've, I was. I I was doing that. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's what I'm talking about. Like it's it's just a toilet. Like sometimes it's best of Reddit updates. You know, just a toilet activity. Mm. But just playing Pokemon for like five or ten minutes and just you know catching beating catching stuff beating your gym leader doing whatever. It's 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 fun. And a lot of games when you go back to them. Are just like, oh boy, what did I ever see in this? Like, how, how did I play this when I was a kid, right? And I think that playing, if you got out your old Game Boy, first of all, I mean, you know, must be nice to be able to afford that many AA batteries to keep a Game Boy running these days. I had an advanced SP. That thing was rechargeable, dude. Well, there you go. You could do that. You could rip, you could whip that out, but you would also just, you, you would suffer the heat death of the universe before you finished, before you beat the Elite Four. It's so slow. Yeah. Can you not, can you not, can you not give me your uncle's email? Maybe he can hook me up with the same thing. Hey, look, you know, I can probably, you can, if you just search, my, my, um, my uncle's name is uh, E Mulator. Um, that's, that's mm. E and then emu, he's emu, he's like the, emu. The animal, yeah, my, right? my uncle's an emu, uh, emu later. Um, and uh, yeah, you can look that up, but, but they're more fun than you'd think. Like based on how Morrowind is in terms of being a classical game that I love that now I just, when I go back to, I'm just like, this is terrible. Um, mm-hmm. I, I would, I would recommend going back to it, man. You might enjoy it. You might just enjoy it. Oh, dude, this, this similar unless we play Metal Gear Solid on my phone though. <laughs> Oh, you've got an uncle who works at Konami? Yeah, I guess. Or is it Capcom? It's Konami. Play game online. There's no way this works in browser. Are you kidding me? Of course it would, Dennis. That game runs on a, like a TI-84. Yeah, I guess you could probably play this on a calculator, couldn't yeah, you? Yeah, definitely. You could play it on a smart fridge, man. 100%. <laughs> you played on the... Do you remember when they released Skyrim for um, the Alexa? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we played that at your place, didn't we? Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, it's just a weird little text yeah, message. Good. Yeah. Maybe I will play Metal Gear on my phone. Oh, well, I just, I just didn't won't. end up. <laughs> How does every time it just ends up? It's like it's it's just like it's it's the pose law of this podcast. Eventually, every, oh, all thing, roads yeah. lead uh, somehow, some way, Dennis. All roads lead to Kojima. Thank you for listening to this episode of Have a Listen to This, your uh, weekly dose of bite-sized nonsense with uh, Riley Knight and Dennis Trainiac. If you like the show, please tell your friends about it. If you didn't like it, I guess tell them anyway, but um, hopefully they download it and they like it. Or if they don't, those downloads show up just the same, to be honest. If you really like the show, you head to patreon.com slash have a listen to this and support the show, get the show a little bit early, as well as some other exclusive perks, and, you know, help us keep the lights and the mics on over here.